You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. It's finally here, Darren. The playoffs. The uh, I guess technically all the games haven't wrapped up because we are recording this on a Monday, but pretty much the score is all set. The playoff picture didn't change at all, which you did let me know, but this is all this is what fantasy football is all about, right? All the regular season grades are great because it's really fun to watch football, but the playoffs is where it's at, especially with fantasy football. Darren, your streak unfortunately came to an end, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's just fitting, you know, to wrap this season up as the way that it started and, you know, score under 100 points and my team looks real, real poopy, but, you know. I lost the uh, Sad Boy Bowl, and I lost it pretty uh, pretty nicely there. Um, I didn't even put up a fight. <laughs> yeah, when your team crashes and burns, it does it in style. And oh, yeah, it's time. weird because um, the game that you're referencing right now, the Sad Boy Bowl, if you want, uh, was you against Mike. And Mike had one of the highest scores in the league this past just, week. Like, so that's kind of insane. Season. What it's a way to uh, end it. Just... just just right when he doesn't really care about it anymore. It seems like, you know what? We're just going to put up a bunch of points right now. And a lot of that had to do with Justin Jefferson putting up over 200 yards. But um, I, I guess that's what we'll start. We'll start, we'll start with breaking down this game. I was going to say we're going to jump in, break in all the games. But the difference here is we're going to talk about the playoff picture a little bit after the wrap-up. So since we're already talking about your game, Dare, uh, I know you haven't said uh, you watched a lot of the games and stuff like that. But have you been keeping tabs on your boy Watson at all? Yeah, I mean, I think you look better than last week. Um, I think that... Yeah, know, a little gonna, bit of moments for finally. Yeah, it's going to take some some time, I think, for him to get back up to speed. Like, I think that, like, the rest of this year, like, he has, like, honestly, the rest of their matchups are, like, relatively easy. Like, they play Baltimore, New Orleans, Washington, and Pittsburgh. And, like, you know, historically, those are good defenses. But um, I think this year they're, like, not as great as they are. Um in the past, so I think he'll. It's just like the rest of these last four games. It's just going to be him getting back to how he was before, and then next year he'll be you know Deshaun Watson again. But he's he's looking better. Like it's he, he looked a lot better than he did last week. And last week he should have probably looked a little bit better than he did because they were playing Houston. But you know, progress, right? Yeah, overall, it wasn't much of a fight, unfortunately, and I guess it kind of makes sense because Mike still has those superstars that we've been referencing this entire year with the Josh Allen, with the Justin Jeffersons, and even Evan Ingram decided to drop almost 40 points, so kind of gets a little bit tough to kind of be able to hang there, but um, definitely wasn't able to pull off the dub, but neither of you make the playoffs, which is absolutely surprising, but let's just continue on for the sake of the show, and the Murphy Street Empire had that pie and uh, they were able to comfortably win a bit against Greg this week, and they secure that bye. And so Max has got to be pretty happy um, had it, or kind of holding on to that bye because there's nothing better than having immunity during the bloodbath of the first round of the fantasy playoffs because anything can happen, and upsets now mean more than anything because you don't get a second chance. So you got to feel pretty good if you're Max right now and your chances to repeat, right? I just want to say... Greg is out here scoring almost as many points as I am. Like, he had 74.62. I had 88.86. And Greg is fielding the worst roster, like, I've ever seen. He had friggin' Julius Chestnut and Kendall Hinton in his starting roster. 
and he's out here scoring almost as many points as I. <laughs> Dude, he found his future in Brock Purdy, huh? Oh, yeah, he stinks. Brock Purdy's not good. Like, he, I know he put a good game and everything, but the Bucks. I know I was saying, like, last week when we were talking, like, the Bucks. I could see them, like, being sneaky, like, getting into the Super Bowl because, like, the NFC, aside from the Eagles and the Cowboys. Dude, the Bucks suck. Good. The Bucks are really bad, like, really when bad. When you said that, I was like, I'm just going to let his TB12 fanboy show. <laughs> I'm not going to yell at him, They're but I'll just, let, I'll just let it happen. They got fucking smacked, dude. Yeah, like, I know that... Um, the 49ers have, like, the number one defense in the league and everything, but, I mean, they should have been better than what they were. Like, any, but Brady anytime, looked terrible, too, though. And anytime they do anything good, they fuck it up somehow. Like, there's a penalty or, like, they're doing something wrong. Like, every single time that they do something good, they fuck it up. Like, it's, they, they can't get away from themselves. Like, they just mess everything up. They're terrible. And their defense isn't as good as it used to be. Like, they're just, they're not good. Like, they'll make, I think they're going to make the playoffs, but they might lose in the first round. Like... To whoever they play, I guess, I guess they would play, play the Cowboys, right? Because they would be the lowest. Um, yeah, the if that's winners. if the Cowboys keep it up and um, continue to win and get that number yeah, two seed, it would definitely be no them. Way. There's no way they're beating the Cowboys. <laughs> so, yeah, the Bucks are bad. But let's bring it back, Murphy Street Empire. They are currently on track to trying to repeat. So being able to beat Greg was never in question. Yeah. But um, this one week off has to feel pretty good for him, especially with he's got um, a week off next just being week, able to yeah. sit back, right? Yeah, he's got a week off next week too. He's got a two week vacation. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk more about Murphy Street <laughs> Empire when we break in, uh, break down every single team that made the playoffs. But yeah, another comfortable win. So now let's look and see a team. That scored the least amount. So um, th- this team should essentially be the buyer. And we're talking about the Vatican City Cardinals, Josh's team, scoring less than 56 points. And the Dallas Strip pick up yet another victory. So this really shows you, Welch, how hard it is to just not win a game that Jensen was able to do two years in a row. But regardless, yeah, um, yeah Dallas Strip win again um, doesn't impact anything, luckily. Um, but yeah, overall, this team right now is looking pretty good. Trevor Lawrence has really been kind of exploding jerry oh excuse me sorry jerry judy finally looking fantastic he even had that little episode on sideline i'm not sure if you saw that when he was kind of like freaking out at a ref but anyway he had a fantastic he had three touchdowns so he could do that whenever he wants but overall this team is looking very very strong put over 100 points even in a week where Derek carr put up less than one point that's hard to do but the dallas trip was able to do and it really looks like everything is coming together because he's able to do this despite the fact that Brees Hall is on IR. Dallas Goddard is on IR. So these are two solid contributors that are currently still out. And this team still holds a lot of draft picks to be able to fully bring this team together. So I know we've been saying it this entire uh, season. And it sounds really annoying to hear us like a broken record. But yeah, Welch is kind of really uh, pioneering what a rebuild kind of looks like in this modern PDL era currently. Right there? Yeah. Josh's team is an absolute disarray. I was looking at it when you were talking here and it's like man he's got matt stafford on ir who might retire he's got aaron Rodgers who might retire <laughs> the steve is oof, man like i don't know what he's gonna do like what where can you go from here <laughs> and then you got on the other end of the coin you have welch who's like playing it pretty pretty well here um trevor lawrence and the guys you mentioned already like Brees hall um i mean yeah <laughs> this is like two rebuilds that are going completely different directions here. <laughs> 
Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And so we'll continue to jump there. Do you remember what the game of the week was for this week? Because it's completely escaping me right now. Um, yeah, we said Brian and Brett. All right, perfect. So I wanted to keep that game last. All right, let's jump over to my game. I played Jeff this week, which is really weird because, a spoiler alert, we play again next week. Darren, isn't this one of the most odd fantasy football things to have happen? Now, I'm not saying to ever, ever happen, but it's pretty odd to see this, huh? Yeah, you don't really normally play the same person three times. Like, if you do, it's normally um, not uh, very frequent, I guess, that you win the game three times. So, you already won twice. So, you know. But also, know. playing the same team back to back is kind of weird. Very reminiscent yeah. of how the Giants play the Commanders and then have bye, bye and then and they play the again. Commanders again, right? Yeah. Or, no, no, that's the Commanders. Sorry, I'm doing it the other way. The Commanders are on bye, but right before they played the Giants. Mm. And then the Giants just played the Eagles and now they play the Commanders again. But on the Commander side, it was Giants by Giants. So, it's, it's really weird yeah, how the universe kind of works that way. But yeah, that curse might come into effect. We could break that. At, uh, down a little bit more when we talk about the playoff matchups in just a second but yeah well, my team was able to roll on forward uh right now the highest scoring team um pending uh, everyone else playing i know mike is, has a shot to be the highest scoring team this week because he has uh i believe mac jones yet to play but uh regardless this is going to be really exciting to kind of see how the playoff picture plays out this was definitely uh a really good win for me because I was able to pull it off with Mike Williams into Superflex, which did have me a little bit worried, but he actually ended up being one of my better wide receivers that I actually started. So it's really nice to kind of see that come together. And uh, yeah, so I was really, really like clenching my butt because I was like, man, this is going to um, really kind of impact my outlook on you know what the playoff picture looks like if jeff was able to win here i'd be so pessimistic and scared i'm not saying this upcoming week is all wrapped up and i'm going to be able to do it again but it definitely makes me feel a little bit safer and it's just a lot of bad luck on jeff's end though right because t higgins went out immediately and put up pretty much a donut Corey davis also got hurt and tua just didn't have um you know that great of a game i mean 14 points from tua you're definitely a little bit disappointed but it looks like the past three weeks tua really hasn't really been exploding 17 points 15 points in this past week 14 points and he is going to be going up against the bills so it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back, but I feel like he's definitely going to need him um, in the future. But we could break that down a little bit when we talk about the um, playoff breakdown. But, Dar, are there any other um, takeaways or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, he's going to have an uphill battle to beat you next week, I think. Um, I'm looking at some of the, the key players, like Tua plays Buffalo next week. Um, not a great matchup, obviously. Um he has T. Higgins, who's hurt, as you mentioned. Corey Davis is hurt. Uh, Damian Pierce is hurt. Um, I know he's going to get Aaron Jones back from bye, but, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, he's facing a Goliath, and he's definitely a David. I feel like it should be interesting because at least he can proudly say that in his first year in the PDL, he was able to make the playoffs, and he got it with that yeah. wild card spot. So... It's going to be interesting to see how that's going to break down, but let's continue and move to the next game, and that's the Bruise at Philadelphia, and Steve was able to win, which cements a really solid record. Steve is going to... He had, like, the quietest 10-3 season, I feel like, ever. Right, Darren? 
Mm-hmm. Well, he's actually going to be 11-3 because he's... Yeah, yeah, sorry. He's, uh, he's going to finish 11. So it's like the quietest 11-win season in the PDL, which is mm-hmm. very disrespectful, especially with how his team is put together. And even in a week where both Nick Chubb and Saquon Barkley essentially kind of disappoint, he was still one of the highest-scoring teams. So, I mean, Steve can beat any team in the PDL, and his record reflects that. So you got to feel pretty good taking down uh, another playoff team because the Yows are a playoff team, and being able to win this solidly, that's some good momentum, and that would be a five-game win streak heading into the playoffs for Steve. Yeah, uh, the Yows got boned in the early on when I saw Kenny Pickett got hurt like in the first play of the game I was like oh yep they're gonna lose <laughs> like I was like there's no way they got no shot um Jeff Wilson same thing got hurt in like the first quarter um Mike Evans got that 75 yard touchdown pass called back like they had a lot of bad breaks um they even with all that went their way I mean if all that stuff went their way I guess they probably would have won um because Kenny Pickett probably would have had more points than 1.6 I would think um and then that Mike Evans play alone was like 14, 15 points. So, um, you know, they had they had a lot of bad breaks, and it wasn't... But, it, like, I mean, you look at Steve's team, and Steve's had Nick Chubb with 6.9 and Saquon with 5.8, so you would think in, like, that kind of game, there's a good chance that he would lose anyway. Um, but, you know, Russell Wilson finally had a good game, but, you know, he killed himself at the end there when he was seeing stars. So um, I doubt Russell Wilson's going to be able to play next week because everybody that has been in concussion protocol did you see the um picture of like the giant bump on the side of his head oh yeah yep the the hematoma or whatever it was yeah it was unbelievable i was like oh my gosh like that is it looked like a cartoon yeah he's i don't think he's gonna play like because they changed the protocol and like nobody plays the next week anymore so like it's a minimum of the game that they're in they're out already and then the next game they're out too so um which is bad news for Kev if that is the case. But I guess they have Mitch Trubisky, so um, they'll have to plug him in, which, I mean, not not something you want to do, but at least it's a quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. But still, at the end of the day, these two teams are playoff teams, so they are going to get a little bit more of a breakdown in the next segment. But it's still really nice for Steve to kind of ride this momentum, beat essentially playoff teams. So this is going to be... Uh, really interesting because the Brews are really putting together a special season. I've been flying under the radar, so they're absolutely a dark horse. So with that being said, I believe this leads up to the game of the week. And Darren, did it live up to the billing? Yeah, it's, it's coming down the wire even still. I mean, Brian's up currently by about six points. Um, he has James Conner, and Brett has Hollywood Brown. Um I mean, honestly, this could really go either way. Um, the Patriots are really, really tough against running backs, but James Conner is a bell cow, so like he should probably still get over 10 points regardless. Um, but then, like, Hollywood Brown, you know, if they do a good job against James Conner, Hollywood Brown really just needs one catch to get over the top, and that's it. So Brett could definitely still pull this out. Like, this is tight. Yeah, this is so fun. This is actually spoiling us because this is essentially, once again, two playoff teams going at it. And so luckily, this isn't the playoffs. So both of these teams will live to see another day. But it's definitely living up the billing. And I'm really excited to kind of see where it goes. So, Dare, who do you think actually comes out on top? I'm going to say, like, I know before I said that I thought Brian was going to win. Just a gut feeling. Um, 
I, I'm still going to stick with him. Like, I think that James Conner, it is a very tough matchup, but he gets all of the carries, like, every single one. Like, they just have to get in the red zone and get him a touchdown because um, he's probably going to have, like, at least 20 touches. They might be, you know, inefficient 20 touches, but he should still be a lock for, like, 20 carries for, you know, 60 yards and maybe a touchdown. So I think it's going to be probably still Ryan, but, I mean... It could go either way, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely going to make watching tonight a little bit more fun because I'm going to pay a little extra attention to James Conner, which I never, ever do. And <laughs> But I am definitely going to keep a little extra pulse on what his stat line looks like. And, of course, what uh, Hollywood Brown does on the opposite side because this game is very much into the air. But what's not in the air is this fantastic transition going over to the playoff picture because that's already set in stone. And we are going to know exactly what it's like and what the playoff picture is in front of us. And Murphy Street Empire, let's talk about the champ. They're going to do it again, Dare. I've been saying it this entire time that they're going to repeat again. And here they are, one step close to that final puzzle. Getting that first round by was probably something that Max was looking forward to getting. And he could check that off because he has accomplished that. And sitting on top as a number one seed essentially promises him, um, at least according to seeding, the weakest schedule all the way leading up because he has that number one seed. So with all of that being said, Max has got to be in the driver's seat to uh, make it to the championship because he has the easiest route. All he has to do is win one game and he's there. And so it looks like uh, that's a very, very good shot. What are your thoughts uh, if you're Max right now? you got to be pretty happy sitting out on the first round. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to not have to play anyone, you know, because you just move on to the second round. You don't have to do anything. Your team can score 75 points, and you're still moving on. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Um, but I think, you know, he's in a, in a good spot, and he gets to play the lowest seed, whoever is remaining. So that means he doesn't have to play you. So um, he's in a good spot. If you're Max, the only thing you're really paying attention next week is just the injury report, right? Like, you're watching every game, and you're like, all right, I just hope everyone has fun. All right, Godwin, please don't get hurt. Cheetah, how about you uh, jog your next route? Let's not sprint. Zeke, let's just relax. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like if I am Max, you definitely get to sit back a little bit, relax, while you see the rest of the PDL fighting to, you know, for, like, their lives. But then there's a little bit of you saying, please no one be hurt because nothing is worse than coming off of a buy and having like two of your starters um, week to week or put on IR or something crazy like that. Yeah, I agree. But to continue there, let's look at some of these playoff matchups because they are set in stone. So not only are we going to talk about the matchup, but we're also going to talk about each team and how they got here. Darren, which uh, matchup are we going to jump into first? Um, I, I mean, I guess we'll just go right down the list, right? Like, um, We'll go, we talked about Max already, so we'll go down to your matchup, the two seed versus the seven seed. Um, they don't have the matchups populated yet on Sleeper, but so it's kind of hard to do. But um, being that we know who's on the rosters and everything, and we kind of touched on a little bit already, um, how Jeff's team's banged up and, um, you know, your team is very good. Um, I think I would... I mean, you can refrain from uh, saying anything if you don't want to, I guess. But I, I would say that you're going to probably move on here. I don't think it's as straightforward. And that's really and this isn't me being trying to be humble. The card that Max loves to pull. I'm genuinely a little bit concerned only because 
Hey, it just so happened Mike Williams went off for 20 points. But if not, um, George Kittle dropped less than seven, along with Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams both being quiet. And I can't have those kind of games from them and also not start a quarterback in Superflex. And so I'm not saying, oh, just because I don't have it puts me at an immediate disadvantage because I definitely think my other skill position players definitely give me a solid advantage against um, Jeff. But there's still a little part of me that is concerned. I think I definitely looked out that um, Tua had kind of a quiet game. But look, Daniel Jones kind of has an off game and he still puts up over 20 points. Mike Williams has a fantastic game just to cancel out an off game by Daniel Jones. So that's kind of what I'm trying to contextualize here. I'm not expecting Lamar Jackson to come back um, next week, obviously. And Jimmy G's put on IR. So it's literally Joe Burrow, please score like 20 to 30. I need like 30, 40 from you. But if you don't, I really need to lean on the positional advantage I already have with my skill position players. But like I need them to do like doubly overtime to ensure that I can try to make up for the fact that I have to, you know, try to come up against the quarterback that I don't have that's on, you know, six point touchdown passing and Daniel Jones is a rusher. So I'm not saying this is not me saying, oh, my God, I am the underdog. No, no, I I, I definitely expect to win. I hope to win, but I, I don't think it's as clean as it was this week where I really got lucky with T Higgins dropping that zero and, um, to attack of Loa scoring like 15 points. And I was like, all right, I got this in the bag. If that's the case. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think you're, you're going to be fine. Um, I think that you'll definitely want Lamar to be back the week after this game, um, for week 16, whoever you would, I don't know who you'll be playing because it's kind of hard to judge because if you could play, um, well, actually, no, 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 no. It's too hard to judge. Um, but, <laughs> You're going to um, try to do like a simulation in your head? Like you could literally be playing Brian, Steve, Brett, or Kev. So you could play any of those teams really, I guess. Um, actually, no, you can't play Kev because if you win and Kev wins, then Kev would play Max. So you could play Brian, Steve, or Brett. Um, and any of those teams, I would I don't want to play Steve at all. Steve you, would you need rock me. You need Lamar, yeah. Like you need Lamar for those teams. And I'm not that's not a slight at Jeff, but um Jeff's team is just pretty banged up right now. It's not the way you want to go into the playoffs, but you know, he made it first year. It's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely a little bit banged up, but that's kinda how it goes down the line. And so you do have to feel pretty good if you're Jeff. And hey, who knows? Anything happened in the playoffs, and he did get that first wild card. So really, really impressive to see Wichita here. Really excited to see what round three looks like. I'm definitely going to be watching our matchups a little extra closely to kind of see how things go, but really, really hoping for a fun matchup there. So let's continue. We're going to talk about what? The Hollywood Hustle, the team that was one start sit away from a championship you know, ends their season also in a very, very impressive way. Well, just depending on how it goes tonight, if they are able to pull off the victory like you are predicting, they will have another 11, or not another, sorry, they will have an 11-3 and three season, just like the Brews, just like uh, me. Very, very fantastic season. So they are on fire. I mean, like I said, they were so close to winning it all last year. This year, they're locking up the third seed, and um, they should be feeling pretty darn good, and it looks like they're going to be matching up against someone 
we know very well the Yows there. But before we kind of talk about the matchup, let's talk about how they got here in their story. But this is really, really cool to kind of see what Hollywood has been doing because Brian has made it no secret that he's saying fuck them picks and kind of selling it all because he's going to try to win. And look, it looks like it's paying off at least in the regular season because he essentially has uh, one of the best records in the entire league. So I think you kind of have to say that he's absolutely in the running to be able to try to uh, put his full picture in view. Well, yeah, he made the playoffs, so I think he is. Um, I I think that it's, it's just like, I don't know, in my mind, you and Max are just so far ahead of everyone else. Um, but, like, Brian obviously has a shot. Like, he's scored the second most points this week, right? Uh, currently third. Um, so, you know, and he's pretty consistent. Like, he scores around 125-ish plus every week, I think. Um, so he definitely is in the running for sure. But, um, I don't know, I just trust the players on your team and Max's team more than a guy like uh, Zay Jones or Demarcus Robinson. Like, I just don't, I don't trust them in big moments. I just can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you're alone in that thought process at all, right? Yeah, I mean, it's because it's even like a guy's like Debo's hurt now. So like Debo's one of his, you know, blue chip dudes. Um, Mark Andrews was terrible this week at 3.7 points. Um, it's probably not looking much better because, uh, Tyler Huntley's in concussion protocol. So now the Ravens are going to be on their third string quarterback this week. Um, speaking of, I wonder how much fab he's going to go for whoever the third string quarterback is for the Ravens. He's going to probably go for a pretty penny there, even though it's only a one week thing, but yeah, you know. trust me. I, I already put in a bid. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the third string quarterback? I don't even know. I actually did it this morning when I woke up. And here, let me tell you who that is on. Anthony Brown. Yep. I just saw A. Brown, and I was like, wait, what is A. Brown? Yep. I don't know if uh, that's going to... I thought it was going to be Trace McStore. I was like, no, that that was like five, four years ago he was yeah, on the team. Yeah, he Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about that guy, so that'll be yeah. interesting. Yeah, should, should, should be a lot of fun to kind of see uh, how that goes. But, yeah, overall, in the playoffs, you still want to be writing something a little bit better than that, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, I mean, like, when you, you, you match up the guys, like, that you have on your team, you know, like, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, um, Miles Sanders even, uh, Alvin Kamara. And I know Alvin Kamara hasn't been great this year, but then you match him up against Brian's dudes, and it's, like, James Conner, who's good but, like, boring. Raheem mm-hmm. Boster, Deontay Foreman, like they're not they're not sexy guys on his team. And I know we talked about this before, like it's Pete Carroll's wet dream team. Um, but it's uh, you know it's very interesting. I don't know. I, I think he's got a shot, but it's not like I, I just can't trust this guy, so I just can't do it. <laughs> always, always trying to put them in a bad light. But now let's talk about their opponent, the Yows. They are here. They missed the playoffs last year, but they did get really, really hot. And now this year, it looks like they made just enough moves to be able to make it. And now 
it, they did have J.K. Dobbins on their bench because they probably wanted to see how he was going to be. Um, but it looked like he did fantastic. I think he scored around like 18 fantasy points for them, but on his bench. So it looks like he's going to be able to move over to the startering um, position uh, as long as he's good to go. But it looks like that trade looks to help them out, at least in this matchup, because one thing we didn't mention about um, Bry is he's definitely getting a little bit banged up heading into, uh, I mean, we did talk about, um, heading into the playoffs. And it looks like for... Kev, on the other hand, it looks like he is assembling something that's kind of working, especially with the unexpected explosion from Detroit with Amon Ross St. Brown doing what he does. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty pretty solid team in Philadelphia, right? Yeah, I, I mean, he's had, ran into some injuries this week with Jeff Wilson and Kenny Pickett, as I talked about earlier. But, you know, he can plug in Mitch Trubisky because he kept him on the roster. And he can plug in J.K. Dobbins, who they just traded for in that hole where Jeff Wilson was. Um, so, I mean, those trades that they made are coming to work out here. Um, so, I mean, I think they're looking pretty good to at least put up a fight. And I know I've, I've been waiting all season long for Mike Evans to finally deliver a good game. So, like, maybe this is the week. Um, I feel like every week I see, like, a 50-yard touchdown pass called back to Mike Evans. So, like, maybe this is the one. I don't know. Because showing up for the playoffs, maybe. Yeah, um, I completely agree. Mike Evans has kind of been an enigma. Well, the entire Buccaneers have been an enigma this year, right? Yeah, the whole year, yeah. And like, yeah, it's, this... so, you can never really predict anything there at all. But I am really interested to see what happens here. And what what do you think happens with this matchup? I honestly think that the Owls are going to win. Um, wow, the disrespect for Hollywood just continues. It's, it's weird because, you know, I... I love the big name guys, like how you have on your team with like Chris McCaffrey and Devontae Adams and like those dudes. I don't have any of them, but I like seeing them on a team. And I'm like, yeah, that team's really good and it's going to win. Kev has a lot of those guys. Like he has Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Mike Evans. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is even like kind of getting in that territory. Um, David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins, like he's got like the big Terry McLaurin, like he's got like the names where you want to see on a team where you're like, yeah, that's that's a good roster. Um, I can trust those guys a little more to put up the points and when it, when it matters. And I know that like those guys don't give a shit about the fantasy playoffs, but I just like I don't know. I just trust them more. Like I think that like this week, like Mike Evans has had a thousand yards receiving every single year in his career, right? Like every single one. Yep. So he's 200 yards away right now. 200. So there's four games left. He needs to average 50 yards. And you know, away. like, didn't um, Brady that. do something for Gronk that one time where he needed a certain amount of, like, yep. incentive yep. things? And then Gronk, they literally played him just for a certain guys. amount. He just kept hyper. Like, you know yeah, that Gronk Tom is trying to look out for year. Mike Evans on this. Yeah, he was trying to do it with A.B. last year before A.B. went nuts and took his shirt off and left the field. Um, but he was trying to get him enough catches so that he would get the bonus. Um, but then A.B. went nuts. And um, I, I, I know that like Mike Evans is getting that thousand yards, and he like it's it's possible because Mike Evans is that good of a player that he could get that two hundred yards he needs literally next game. Like it's yeah, possible. he could get that one game, and I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be like, oh yep, yep. yep. Um, if anything, I'd be like, oh finally there he is. Yeah, I know. Like I, I think that like like next when they play Cincinnati, it could be a high scoring game because the Bucks defense, as we mentioned, isn't as good as it used to be. So like. They could need to score, you know, 30 points this week to try and catch up. And even a lot of that could be coming in garbage time. Who knows? 
Um, they could be getting blown out and then just having to try and catch up at the end. But, like, you know, garbage time points are the same. And, you know, I don't think anyone likes garbage time points more than Kev. Oh, my God. He lives <laughs> for it, dude. I feel like sometimes when he's training, he's like, but how good is he in, like, the last three minutes of a game? His favorite player of all time would have been Blake Bortles because Blake Bortles <laughs> was the king of garbage time. Like, that guy, he fooled me into thinking he was, like, kind of decent because um, the year, I, I forget, I for, it was... It was that great year with Allen Robinson, right? But he was, like, he was definitely top 10, I think. Like, he was QB8 or something like that. Oh, dude, in fantasy football, he was, he was always, awesome. he was awesome. always, like, a top 12 quarterback. And then the, the year after his, like, best year, I drafted him to be, like, my QB1 in, like, a redraft league, and I regretted it almost instantly because i was like this guy sucks so bad until the fourth quarter and then you he gets like 15 points in the fourth quarter and it's like so friggin nauseating it's like this is the worst thing but oh my goodness it should be it should be fun but you're going to be on record and say you're gonna take a keva over hollywood then huh i think so you know, I feel like Hollywood definitely took that blow with Debo, but I know Debo really haven't been Debo like, but the fact that he doesn't even have him as an option yeah. anymore yeah, definitely big. is going to be a huge, huge blow for them. I think they'll have a little bit enough of a depth to be able to make up for it. I'm not gonna pick against Hollywood because they've been way too disrespected on the show, so I am going to side <laughs> with them. I mean, it's you can't win eleven games. Or yeah, about eleven games and then uh kind of sputter out, but it's very much possible because the playoffs is ruthless. And all I know is Max is going to be watching this game smile and be like, oh, thank God I'm not a part of any of this and seeing them yeah. sling it out. But let's continue and look at the next team on the docket, which is that uh, very hot Denver Brew team. Uh, Steve has really put something special together, and they are going to be going up against your arch rival, your nemesis, the Dubrovnik Dragons and Brett. And this is probably going to be the most interesting game of the matchup, at least yeah, in so. how close it's going to get. Yeah, I, I think it's a that coin flip. It, it, this could really go either way. Um, I, I'm trying to look at like the matchups here, like just real quick, and like. Um, so he has, like, Kirk Cousins against Indy. Indy's coming off a bye. That's kind of, like, a not-ideal um, matchup there. But um, and he has, like, Jared Goff against the Jets. Like, that's that's tough. Um, I don't know. Brett's, Brett's matchups aren't, aren't great. Like, really looking quickly here. Um, so I think Brett might be in a tough spot. But, I mean, he needs probably needs Steve to underperform, really, because... Um, I know Saquon's playing Washington because that game's on Sunday Night Football. Um, I don't know. Like, he's just, at least, lucky lucky for him, A.J. Brown plays Chicago, and they could probably run the ball that whole game, and it wouldn't even matter. Um, so that's probably nullifies him. And then Pat Mahomes plays Houston. So, like, are they going to need to throw at all? <laughs> like, <laughs> so. Yeah, what Brett has to wish for is that the matchups that Steve has are so good in his favor that it's just such a blowout. Well, they'll just be like, you know, like, yeah, we don't Pat, need you don't even smartest. need to play the fourth, man. Yeah, I think that, like, Brett has really tough matchups, and they're going to be, like, close games, but it's going to be low-scoring close games. And then, like, Steve, on the other hand, has, like, some games that are blowouts, and they might just, like, pull the guys because, <laughs> like, the Eagles are going to kill the Bears. And the Chiefs are going to kill the Texans. So, 
I don't know. Like, I, I think it could go either way. And then, like, Steve doesn't have Russell Wilson now, so he's going to be forced to play Andy Dalton. Um, Andy Dalton, I guess, plays Atlanta, which is a pretty good matchup. But um, would you feel comfortable starting Andy Dalton in a playoff game? Because I, <laughs> I don't even think I would be comfortable starting Andy Dalton when he had A.J. Green and was solid. Yeah, me neither. I'd be like, oh, great. He's going to get me 16 to 19 points. This is fantastic. Hall <laughs> of Fame receiver. And it's like, yeah, um, I'm going to give you 15 points. That's all I can do. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. I'm not even going to have to ask you, though, who's going to win this game. Because I know who you're going to pick. Because your arch nemesis is on here. Um, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Um. Josh Jacobs being a baller. Yeah. Travis Kelsey, cheat code. Oh, that's a good point. Who does Travis Kelsey? Oh, they, they play Houston, so that's in the, that goes in the same thing. They might not use Travis Kelsey. I don't know. But don't you I think... think um, gonna, I think I have to go Steve because Brett's massacres are so bad. But I don't know. Like, this, this game could be a low Jared score Goff game. instantly... Oh, wait, he's against the Jets, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the Jets but, have been good. But I don't know. This the is golf offense doesn't game. care. Like, this game could be, like, in the low hundreds between the two of them, and just, like, whoever scores slightly more wins out. Because Does like, Brett maybe get an edge? Because he's... This game is technically the PDL playoff game of the week, technically, and his yeah. record when he's prime time. Does he need get a little bit extra nudge his way? But he's been starting to lose those games. Like, he's projected to lose this week to Brian. Like, he's he's... His record Once again, oh, one quick update. Brian, Hollywood, hottest. If they beat the Dragons, that's a seven-game win streak heading into the playoffs. You can't get any hotter than that. Wow. Yeah, that is pretty good. And the Yows are coming in to stop. <laughs> I know. Like, nothing Yow wants, or the Yows want more than be like, oh, you're flying high? Let me drag you through the mud and make you play a really ugly game right now. And then Kenny would come in for the first time in a month to be like, oh, yeah, suck it. <laughs> It'd be even worse if Kenny just pops like, oh, wow, we made the playoffs. Oh, wow, look, we just beat well, the Hollywood no also. Weren't they in the championship game? Dude, I, uh, you, you know, um, it, Drew wrote. Yeah, I don't, I don't of course. Know, I probably told you the story like years oh, ago. I love this story. Tell him. He, this is probably like, I think it was probably like senior year of high school. Um, he didn't, he drafted his team. So he showed up to the draft. This is how it started in the beginning of the year. He showed up to the fantasy draft with no rankings, nothing, like not even a printout. From the he just website. showed up happy to be there. He's like, oh, hey, guys, oh, are we doing that uh, fantasy thing that you guys like? I thought we were all just hanging out or something. <laughs> so, like, this is before, like, you know, it was before we all had smartphones and we could just, like, look at rankings on our phone. Um, and we did, like, a person, in-person draft. Yeah, everyone, like, like prints it out, gets a Sharpie and stuff. I remember those days. Yeah, so, like, we had, like, a printout and, or we made our own rankings on Word and printed it out or, like, we wrote them down on a notebook or something like that. Drew shows up with nothing, like, not even a pen nothing he just shows up and he walks in and he's like hey man like does anyone have any extra rankings i can borrow <laughs> and we we're like drew what do you mean extra we're rankings? not giving you our strategy <laughs> drew and luckily someone just i forget who it was but somebody just had like the printout of the espn like default rankings so he was like all right nice i'll use that and he used that as his rankings to draft his team and he literally set his lineup once for week one and did not set it again for the rest of the year. And this was the year that um, Aaron Rodgers was, like, incredible, and he took the Packers to the Super Bowl, and they won. Um, so, like, Aaron Rodgers literally carried his team that year. Um, but 
he literally, I'm not even joking, he had a kicker. Whatever his kicker was, he got hurt in the beginning of the season, and he played with that same kicker in the... So he's getting a zero from his kicker spot the entire year almost, and he never changed it until the championship game. So he didn't check his lineup the whole entire year, and he made it to the championship game. And... (laughs) Because Could you imagine? That's what Danny essentially did. Pretty much. And he was like, he was like, oh, like we had to tell him he was in the championship game. And we were like, Drew, like you're in the championship game. You need to check your lineup. So in the championship game, he finally cut the kicker and put in a new kicker. The kicker was on IR the entire year. And he, so he like, there was weeks he had like the terrible matchup for your defense. You know, he had guys on bye weeks that he was playing probably multiple bye weeks at a time. I was going to say, so there are some weeks where Drew literally had like two or three players that weren't even playing because the kicker was already on IR and then yep. whatever bye weeks. So he had multiple players, like multiple zeros, and he still made it to the championship game. Didn't matter. And he got there. He finally set his lineup and he lost. He lost so he came in second, um, luckily. But because of that, because Quinn was so mad that he made it all the way there, he kicked him out of the league. <laughs> It's like he was like you can't you can't be. Did he even know? Like how long did it take for Drew Road to realize that he was kicked out of this league? He didn't he didn't know for probably a month. <laughs> like he had no clue. And like um, this was, I mean, not like a month after because like after the redraft league is over, you don't really like you know talk about it at all. Um, it's not like dynasty, but like he didn't know he was kicked out until like a month into the regular season. So this is like. <laughs> Like hey guys, do I still have that kicker on our Drew? You didn't even draft the fucking team this year, mate. It was like week four of the the following season, and he asked somebody, "Hey, are we still? Are we like we? What happened to that fantasy league?" And like Quinn was like, "Dude, we kicked you out because you didn't check your team." Like he was like, "Oh, all right." Like like he couldn't he, even use the argument. Like, dude, I came and say, but knowing Drew's like, "Oh, all right." Well, it was fun well, playing with you guys. If you need if you need me, I guess I, I'm available sometimes. And like he he's he's come back like made appearances and then like we all we get fooled and we we think like oh yeah he's older he's mature like he's like you know he he'll, he'll check and he doesn't like he so we he's he was in a few years ago and we kicked him out again because it was the same thing <laughs> and it's just like over and over again like he's he's in and out and he's just never oh my god it's just like that infuriated me so much like when I was like watching him continue to win and he's like doesn't doesn't even look at his lineup, and you're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and then you really start to have, like, an existential crisis, being like, is so, everything I do worthless? <laughs> and me, I I think when I'm, like, really in a pickle, and I can't make a decision between people, um, I, I, I don't really follow this every time, because it's hard to do for me, because I'm, like, you know, an overthinker, and I always think, like, oh, well, this is that, and this is this, you know? Um, but I... Well, try and think, what would Giroud do? And it, usually what would Giroud do is, like, you know, do the dumb thing and just start, even if you have a guy in a terrible, absolutely shit matchup and you have, like, another dude that's, like, a shittier player but in a really good matchup, you start the better player in the bad yeah, matchup. Yeah, Giroud, he doesn't even look at projections. Like, yo, what are these weird numbers that pop up oh before the game? That, it, that, this, this it was like years ago too. It was when Raheem Mostert was his Raheem Mostert's first year on the the Forty ers right? And it was like he was practice squad dude. Like he just came out of nowhere and he picked him up because he couldn't pick anybody else up because it was like a Monday night football game and he had nobody else that he could pick up because he didn't check his freaking lineup. 
So he picked up Raheem Mostert and just put him in. And Raheem Mostert was probably projected to get like three points. And he had like 17. And I lost. <laughs> I was like, you're you kidding me. These are the scars <laughs> that keep you up at night. I will never forget that dumb shit like that. But then, you know, it kind of goes um, full circle, I guess, because the, I, that's, I, it might have been the same year. Um, the year that, you remember uh, the Kenyon Drake, like, miracle play against the Patriots a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. It, that Drew traded me Kenyon Drake before that, and it was, like, the week before that happened. So I had Kenyon Drake, then I played Kenyon Drake against Drew, and that play brought me into the playoffs. So I beat Drew and got in the playoffs because he traded me Kenyon Drake. So, like, it kind of works both ways sometimes, but, like, the stuff that, like, it sticks with you, that stupid stuff like that. I don't know why, because, like, fantasy football really doesn't, like, I don't even remember my record that year or anything, but, like, I just remember that Kenyon Drake play was huge for me. (laughs) Yeah, so actually, that works as a perfect segue, because I think we just talked about every team that made it into the playoffs, right? Yeah. And so now this is a perfect segue because at the end we always like to have some banter. Do you have any big playoff fantasy football type of memory that sticks out to you at all? I'm just putting you right on the spot. And if you don't have one, I could try to come in to your spot. Um, yeah, uh, David Johnson. Um, David Johnson years ago when he was actually good. Um, 2016, I believe it was. He had like 50 points. And this is the year that I beat Dan Kang. Um, and oh. <laughs> it was he was the, the the thing I needed to get over the top. And, like, it took 50-something points or whatever it was from David Johnson to finally put me there. And, like, obviously Odell Beckham, like, every single year in that league that I've won the league, I was I won, um, well, not every single time, I guess, but um, I won that league four times since it started. Um, and, like, 12, so, like, 12 years, I guess, it's been going. 13, I guess. And... Um, I won it four times, so I won, won it once, like, sophomore or junior year of high school or something like that, and then I won it mm-hmm. back-to-back in 2015 and 2016, and then I won it in 2020. And every year of the – or three of those four years when Odell was in the league, actually. So three of those four years, Odell was on my team. That's why I like Odell so much. <laughs> but – um, 2015 and 2016 when Odell was actually good and like contributing to my team. Cause I had him on my team in 2020, but that was when he was on the Browns and he like didn't really do shit. Um, but 2015, 2016, like there was huge games. Like I remember for like Monday night football, I remember, um, like, you know how much I like Lamar Miller. Um, yeah. the giants, the giants and the dolphins were playing each other on Monday night football and I needed big games from Odell and I needed a big game from Lamar Miller and they both performed and they both helped me win a title it was awesome (laughs) that it's like little moments like that that just stick with you because you remember everything right i know because you're like you're sitting there and you're like oh my god like i really but then there's like the the bad breaks you have um that there was a game i was playing quinn um and ryan matthews when ryan matthews was still on the chargers i had him and there was this thing at the end, like a stat correction. So I, I won this game, right? Like I was up by two points, so I won. And then there was a stat correction that took away two points overnight. So I woke up, and then it changed from a, a, what I thought was a win to a loss. And oh, my because, God. Because the tiebreaker was some stupid thing that um, – because in the, in the regular season, it's QB points for. Um, and then the 
postseason. It's I can't remember what it is on the ESPN default, but it was something stupid, and I was so mad. And because if I if I that stayed, I would have won that league that year too. So I would have won that time too. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me because I won. And then the stat correction took away my win. So I went to bed thinking I won, and I woke up, and I had a loss. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, I would have been irate. I, I would have been so like, you colluded. Mad. Something happened. Oh, yeah. I, oh, oh yeah. my we God. absolutely, like, we were calling out Quinn the big time because Quinn was the commissioner at the time. So we were like, dude, you you absolutely cheated. Like, there's no way that this was not something. Dude, I feel so here. bad for Quinn. And he, he was like... We like we all of us went full on Mike Servos. Like we all like jumped down his throat, and we were like, "Dude, like what the fuck? Like this is absolute bullshit." And it's, like me, obviously the most vocal about it because it actually affected me. But like he was like, "Dude, you can check. Like I didn't change any of the settings. Like there wasn't anything I did. It's just the ESPN default." He was like, "Because it should have been that we thought that it should have been quarterback points for like throughout the whole season because that's what it was in the regular season, and it changed in the postseason for whatever reason." Um, and if it was quarterback points for, I had the tiebreaker and everything. So like everything was like mine. Like even if there, I got, cause I, you know, when games are close like that, I always expect there to be a stat correction. Um, even though most of the time there isn't, but I always just like think that in the back of my mind, it's probably because of that, because I probably didn't think of that before that happened. But now like every single time, like if I win, if I'm up by like one point, I'm like, there's going to be a stat correction. I'm going to lose. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Just imagine if this happened in the PDL and it was me and Mike in the championship game. Mike would leave the league. Like I, I think he would like straight up just leave. He'd be like, this is absolute bullshit. He's like, I can't prove it. Like I could have a legitimate proof where I'm like, dude, I swear to God, I did not talk. I, he would be done. Like, he like, wouldn't listen. even be here. You'd be like, listen, man, every time I make changes to the league, you see them in the chat. They populate and it says that I made a change. Like, you could literally see it. And he would still be like, nope, nope, I don't believe you. You changed it. I don't know <laughs> how you did it. Be did gone. It. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to say no. But hold on. I wanted to um, add a little bit of to this story uh, or my story. My most memorable playoff game, uh, playoff moment was actually the championship game. And it was in the PDL when I won the very first time. And this is the memory that I have. Heading into the championship game, Darren, I'm sure you know because you've been at the championship game many times. You're so nervous, right? You're oh, tinkering yeah. your lineup. Do I have the best start sit? Oh, my God. Now I have someone playing Thursday night. Should I do that? Like, you're looking through everything because you are literally one week away. And so I remember this is the PDL. This is my crown jewel. I've been assembling what I believe to be one of the best leagues. And I was like, how fucking cool would it be if I also won? And this is the year where I made all those trades. This That was the year where I got Derrick Henry, got Devontae Adams. Like, I got, I got like, so many players. And I was... I remember I wasn't going to watch the Thursday night game because I was too nervous. I went to go look at, like, Christmas lights with Emily or something like, and, like, our friends. But I still, like, was listening to, like, the game on the – or, like, my, we went with friends and my friend had the game on the radio. So I was like, all right, I guess mm-hmm. I'm going to follow the game a little bit. And this was the game where Devontae Adams – had 37 points against the Tennessee Titans on Thursday night football. Do you know how great I felt knowing that a 40 fucking point lead after one night from Devontae Adams in the champ? I was like, I, I was essentially like, I won. Like, it, it's over. Yeah. Like, I've already won the championship. This was fucking awesome. So that's like one moment that I remember very distinctly because I was in the car. And you know how Sleeper updates you anytime like a big play happens with your player? Yeah. 
my phone was exploding. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, there's no way Devontae Adams is catching this many touchdowns or anything. But he had, like, 11 catches. Like, he was absolutely popping off. So, like, every other minute, I was just getting another notification on my phone that something big happened. So, Devontae Adams' stat line was... 11 catches, 142 yards, and three touchdowns. So imagine me just kind of like really nervous, just kind of just hanging out with the friends, family, uh, looking at Christmas lights, and my phone just keeps buzzing. Oh, Devonta Adams, another touchdown. Oh, Devonta Adams, 40-yard catch, tackle at the whatever. Oh, here's another. And I was like, oh, my God, I might actually be able to win this thing. So I was, I was absolutely floating that entire championship run because of that. And um, I know it's never going to look that pretty ever again, but... It's, uh, I mean, that was one of the first championships I've won in a little bit, actually, because I don't play in a lot of fantasy football leagues, and I always come in, like, second or third every single time, and so this was the one that kind of got the monkey off my back, and after I won that PDL league, I went ahead to win a handful of other of my small leagues that I participated in, so I was like, oh my god, that was, like, such a relief, and now, um kind of looking at how that year went and kind of seeing what the playoff road looks like ahead of me now oh my god it's gonna be a fucking bloodbath man it is so, like so hard to win in fantasy football just because like i i was looking at your schedule earlier um because like obviously we both know my team was absolutely awful um if me and you just flip schedules i would have nine wins like, I would be in the playoffs with your schedule, which makes no sense because I don't deserve to be there, but I would be in the playoffs. And now, if Mike hears this, he's going to be like, oh, yep, that's what. But, I mean, you have the most points in the league, so, like, you would have made the playoffs regardless. But I would have made the playoffs. And I don't deserve to make the playoffs. Yeah, so it just really goes to show how many different it's variables so are at play. Yeah, like, it, it's like, you can have so much going against you. Like, in that, that other league that I talk about all the time, like, I'm fourth in total points, right? Fourth in total points, but I'm not going to make the playoffs. I'm going to finish in eighth place. So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so like sometimes you you score a lot of points and you still get boned by the schedule. So you just have to like you have to get into the playoffs, let alone making the pass those three rounds or in Max's case two rounds to win the title. Like it's tough. Like it's it's really hard to do, and it's like nothing. A lot of stuff's not really in your hands. Like you set the lineup that you think is the best, and then exactly. That's it. Like when I play Jeff, what's to say Joe Burrow doesn't get a high ankle sprain on like the second drive and you gets have... me two points? It's over for me. Now. You know what I mean? And I don't get yeah. a second chance. Like I'm just out of the league. Doesn't matter what my I led the league. In, doesn't matter. I'm just done now. And I'm like, wow. Yep. Okay. Yep, I know it's tough, and it's like you can you can literally do everything in your power, and it still wouldn't matter. It's crazy. It's just, it's just so much fun, though. It's just, it, it, it gets you so jazzed up because I love the trash talk and I love all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, we are in zero control of what's going to happen. And so it's always really, really fun to see. But like you said, the very first thing you have to do is make the playoffs. So all owners out there who made it, congratulations, because Darren and Mike are pretty much the poster child of how much of a bloodbath this year was. And it it, it was a weird year, Darren. I still feel like the season isn't about to end soon because I feel like the season has just started and it just hasn't gotten on track yet. And I'm like, wait a second. No, wait, the season's over. This whole season was trying to get on track. And to me, I feel like it never got there. I think it's because the teams just stink. Like every team 
like there's like what four good teams in the NFL, like the Bills, the Chiefs, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. Like every other team is like pretty mediocre at best. Like every every other team has like major major flaws, and it's just like n- none of them ever really like were playing good football. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting because especially now, even with the playoff picture in the NFL coming together, I still look at it. I'm like, I don't believe in half of these teams. Like all these teams are frauds kind of thing. And it's I've never felt a year where it felt that way. And right now, obviously, we're biased. We are Eagles fans. And to me, the NFL to me has never looked any more wide. I mean, the AFC is still terrifying to me, but the NFC, I've never seen it this wide open before. Whereas like sometimes where the Eagles are like a really good team, but there's always like one or two other teams that are in the way where I'm like, ah, but if we see them in the playoffs, that might be our. But right now I'm like, eh, we can literally see anyone and I'd be fine. And admittedly, the team I'm most scared of right now is Dallas because when it's a rivalry game, it doesn't matter. Like Dallas could have zero wins this entire season and the Eagles could be undefeated. If we play Dallas, I would still be scared because I'm going to be like, this is going to be a shit show. And so admittedly, I think Dallas is the scariest team, but I feel like that's what everyone would say too, because a lot of people are picking Dallas to be the NFC representative in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, I mean, everyone that's, you know, the talking heads, that's either the Eagles or the Cowboys that they're picking. Um, And I I think that, like, I don't know, like, Dallas is, like, I know that Sirianni's, like, a new coach and everything, but, like, Mike McCarthy, like, we've seen him, and Dak is not Aaron Rodgers. Like, he can't carry Mike McCarthy through the closer to Kirk Cousins than Aaron Rodgers, right? Exactly, yeah. So, like, I I mean... And that's not a knock. That's just, you know, Kirk Cousins is great. Dak's great. He's the the more hyped version of Kirk Cousins. He really is. Like he's just if he wasn't on the Cowboys, he would be Kirk Cousins. Like people would talk about him like Kirk Cousins. I think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, but he's not Aaron Rodgers. And Mike McCarthy, although I don't really think he does a whole lot at this point because he doesn't call the offense, he doesn't call the defense. He does like doesn't. He's do just a scapegoat because everyone knows you're gonna try to get Sean Payton, right? But like I, I think that like Dak, it's gonna be tough for him to overcome those mistakes, right? Like I, I mean. I don't know. And speaking of Sean Payton, I think he's going to be back next year. I saw like a whole bunch of stuff that he's going to be back next year. Yeah, because he fucking sucks on TV. I agree. I don't like every time. Like I can, you can kind of see him like visibly getting annoyed on that pregame stuff when like somebody yeah. like, kind of he's just over so him. awkward too though. <laughs> like his, I've never seen someone who's like face. Doesn't match like like their skull doesn't meet their skin on their face. He his I don't. It's so hard to explain. Every time I look at him, he just looks really uncomfortable, and his jawline just yeah. doesn't make sense to me at all. And his neck, it, it, I I don't understand the shape of the human being that Sean Payton is. It just makes a lot more sense when he's in coach gear because anytime he's not, he just looks inhuman. Yeah, they got to get him back on the sidelines. He's too young, and I think Sean McVay. Um, I think he might retire and cause like he's still the youngest coach in the NFL. Right. So he could retire, go to Amazon for five years and come back and he'd still be a young coach. I know he'll come back and he'll still be like a top five youngest coach in the league. Yeah. Like he could literally like quote unquote retire for five years, wait till that Rams shit show is done with. And then he can come back and be in a better situation. He really can. Like, I mean, at this point, that's what you have to do. Cause they essentially went scorched earth. For the window that they had, and hey, it paid off because he got the Super Bowl win. So why not retire, literally suffer zero consequences for doing that, and then just come back and either come to a new team or come back to a team that should now have draft capital and kind of 
skip the whole oh now we have to suck and rebuild for a while phase yeah, like, while Sony you're getting paid millions of dollars from amazon because like they're i know that baker looked pretty good last week but you know he's still uh ab- average at best nfl quarterback um so i think that like he could mcveigh could make him like you know jared goff like how jared goff was but they literally traded away jared goff because they didn't think he was good enough so, like, Baker could be the stopgap quarterback with McVay, but, like, how many games are they going to win at most with Baker? Like, seven? Seven? Like, McVay doesn't want to do five seasons of seven wins. Like, he doesn't want to do that. He'd probably just, you know, collect $25 million a year from Amazon and broadcast some games. Like, what, I, I mean, honestly, I think that's the best job in the world. Like, you work for 17 weeks out of the year, one day a week for 17 weeks, and you make $25 million and you're done. Like... <laughs> literally all you do is just talk about what's in front of you and just have somewhat of a personality and just don't stumble over your words and you're the just best job ever exactly and that's all you have to do and you're already sean mcveigh so literally anything you say is going to be better than 99 percent of what we hear on a daily basis so he just literally yeah. just has to show up drink some coffee and be like all right yeah let's just talk about whatever's in front of me and like he can freaking remember the games that happened in 1975 so like he'll be talking about shit that like the guy next to him, whoever it is, will be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this play actually reminds me of, oh, yeah, back in 2018, I was actually the coach of blah, 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 and blah. They'll be like, oh, my God, okay, whatever. But, like, that'd be so much more engaging. But I definitely agree with you. But, yeah, man, the playoffs are here. Darren, I'm starting. Are you – you have to be pretty bummed not making the playoffs, right? Yeah, I didn't make the playoffs in either of my leagues. So, I'm my season's done, but – um it stinks because you know you want to you want to make it even though like i know i know i it sucks like making it and losing in the first round but like for me i guess because i have my own first round pick it's better to not make it at all than to make it and lose in the first round but you still want to make it because you know your end goal is to win and like i wanted to win games this year and it really did not work out um everything everything went poorly um, I was going to say, ironically, the one time you actually went to start winning, um, it just didn't work. I know. That's that one year, not last year, but the year before that, I wanted, that was the year I wanted to be, like, absolutely terrible. Um, I won twice as many games that year as I did this year. Like, I wanted to be sh- super shit because, like, that draft was really good. Um, it was, like, the draft of, like, Jamar Chase and Kyle Pitts and everybody. Um, all those quarterbacks. Like, I wanted to try. Like, I knew I wasn't going to get Trevor Lawrence because Jensen was in that draft. But... I wanted to try and get, like, you know, Justin Fields or Trey Lance or Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, but, you know, I was didn't get any of them <laughs> because my team was too good because I, I'd lose incorrectly and win incorrectly, I guess. <laughs> and then when you finally want to start putting it together, then your team was like, nah, fuck you, actually. We control your destiny, not we're gonna, you. We're going to average 89 points a week just because... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna give you one of the most disappointing like seasons you've ever had on top like, of all the other like, disappointment. It's not even like, like it would have been it would have been better, I think, if I scored like a lot of points and I still didn't make the playoffs because I've been like, Oh yeah, like I just got screwed by the schedule, like I'll be fine. But like now I look at my team and I'm like, Man, like do I need to start over? Like <laughs> do, I <need> to just... <laughs> do I have to hit reset what Greg is doing? Should I do that? Like I, I, I know that there's like some dudes on my team that like like ETN and Javante Williams and like I have Deshaun Watson and like I have like a lot of like really good players but 
if they're not putting up points, who gives a shit? Like, you know, they look nice, but that's all they are, I guess. Yeah, I, and when you told me that pretty much, <laughs> well, you only scored how many more points than Greg this past week? Um, I think like 15. Yeah, that has, to, when you look at that, you have to die a little bit inside, right? Yeah, it's uh, not great because a lot of those guys he just picked up literally this week. <laughs> so, um, I mean, a bulk of it was Purdy, to be fair, and you're, you're yeah, disgracing his name. Maybe he's the real thing, man. No, I, I don't think so. Like you're saying, absolutely not. There's no chance. He's a career backup. You know, he's he's fine because he has Kyle Shanahan. He's like Kyle Hein Heineke. He's like a good story. Ex- exactly. Like he, you know, he's a quality backup quarterback, and that's all he's probably going to be because and and he's playing with Kyle Shanahan, who makes it quarterback friendly. They have the best weapons around him. Like I feel like I could do some of the shit Brock Purdy was doing with fucking Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, and Christian McCaffrey. Like. Does he have to really do a lot there? Like, come on. <laughs> I mean, when he's put it in that way. <laughs> like, he's in a, the best situation you can ask But still, it's, you got to give him a little bit of credit. I mean, he's a rookie. Even if he wasn't Mr. If, uh, even uh, if he was like I a third-round rookie just being thrown in the way he has, it's still pretty cool. I know, but I feel like you could put any – you could put Malik Willis back there with Kyle Shanahan Too and all those weapons. <laughs> I, I oh, think oh, Kyle would, Shanahan, that's fair. That's fair. I'll give I, you that. I, I think he would be serviceable. You know, like he he would be serviceable. And Malik Williams, he he looked absolutely terrible. <laughs> he looked absolutely terrible. But he is Mike Rabel, and he has nobody else but Traylon Burks. So, well, he's Derrick Henry, but like that doesn't really count so much in my mind because they don't use him to catch passes. Um, but I mean, the few times they do, it's like a like a billion yard screen yeah, that I don't know works, but then they're like, yeah, let's just not do that a lot, though. Yeah, they use a, they do a running back screen with him. He gets, like, 50 yards and a touchdown. They're like, yeah, let's do that again in four weeks. <laughs> we, we can't do it too much because so then that's just not fair. That's not fun. I don't want to score every time. They'll know it's coming. We got we to gotta make sure that we don't do that too often. It worked too <laughs> well. <laughs> Even though it's just really hard to stop, like, a six foot three, like, 250-pound running back but they're like no 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 it's just because we don't want to become predictable i'm like bitch they could predict it coming and they can't stop it yeah there's nothing you could really do there like it's the same like i don't know it doesn't make any sense it, because you got when you do a running back screen you have derrick henry the same dude that they don't want to tackle from linebackers but you got him matched up against cornerbacks and safeties instead so why would you not want to do that like they should try that at least once a week honestly but they don't i'm telling you what's what's like if they just get the right set up that's all that matters so even if they do run it more than once let's say two out of three times it's a failure but the one time it's a hit it's like it's a 99 yard touchdown we've seen him do this over and over again you know what i mean it's like the dude uh the dudes that you play in madden that just like do the same play like over and over oh, again four versus like i don't care how many times they get side because the one time it hits i'm gonna <laughs> score six down. like there is this there was one dude that i played um like when we used to do those online leagues like probably 10 years ago now at this point. Um, and we used to do those online leagues and the franchises. There was one dude that was in one of the leagues we were in, and he was so fucking, like, he had one play, like, literally one play, but I did not know how to stop it. And it was a run play, and I don't remember, like, the formation he was in, but it was, like, an outside run, and he had, like, everyone except for one receiver on the outside, so everyone was, like, in tight, and I, I did every, like, I did field goal block, 
I did everything. I couldn't stop it. Like, I could not stop it. He just <laughs> kept running the same so run. So he was just cheesing you and just waxing you the whole game? He, he ran for 400 yards on me that game. <laughs> I could not stop it. Like, it was... He just did whatever whatever he wanted. Like, I was blown away. I was like... I Because, I, like, I, I thought I was, like, you know, above average. Like, you were better than me at, at Madden, for sure. But, like, I thought I was, like, above average. And... I was like, what the fuck? Like, I've never played anyone that I just, like, couldn't stop whatsoever. Like, cause and then you, after that, you're just like, I'm demoralized. I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I, I would literally, like, stop you sometimes. And you were, like, you would win Madden tournaments and shit all the time. And, like, I, I would be like, all right, I can stop Tommy once in a while. But I can't stop this one play. Like, he's not even changing his formation. He's not doing anything. <laughs> the guy just <laughs> sounds like he found, like, cheese in the game. He's like, oh, <laughs> shit. This is going to work every time. I don't he's need to. This is all I need to do. Yeah, I, I hated when, like, guys would do, like, the stupid, like, glitches in the game, though. Like, there was one glitch that... It that was, would, like, direct snap it to... Oh, do I remember that one glitch? Direct snap it to the wide receiver, and then the wide receiver would just have, like, a free release. And it was like, what the fuck, dude? And they would do it all the time, like, just over and over again. It's like, dude, this is so lame. Yeah, and then you're just sitting there and be like, is this, is this fun for you? Like, is, are you having a good time here? <laughs> like, it's not... I, I know that you're, like, getting the win at the end of the day, but, like, is that how you really want to win the game? Like, it doesn't mean you're good. It just means you're cheating. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I'm so tired now. I barely have time to play video games, but it would bring me great joy if I could just murder like a 17 year old kid on Madden <laughs> and I'm just absolutely thrashing Wait. him in the dumbest way possible. Do you remember? And he's just do you remember flaming the... <laughs> me. And I'm just smiling and be like, bro, I just work like an 18 hour shift and I'm skull fucking you and I'm just cheesing you. Do you remember the um, the Madden tournament we did in high school? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, were, were were you in the party? Because I know I was in the party when uh, Paul Jang was playing. When you guys Paul. told him to go for it. And he, yes, he, it was the fourth quarter. Paul Jang was up and he just had to run the clock out. And <laughs> he just had to run the clock out. Didn't have to so do all anything he had to do was essentially was take he, a knee and he won. He just had to take a knee. He didn't need to punt, didn't need to do anything. So we we were like goading him, and we were like, "Dude, like, come on, like, just like punt it." Like he was like, "There's no way that he's gonna return the punt for a touchdown because that's what needed to happen. He needed to return, like Andrew needed to return the punt for a touchdown to win the game because it was like sixteen to ten or something like that." And he was like, "He was like, no, like, why would I do that? Why would I punt? Like, why would I do that? Like, I, I'm not gonna punt. That's stupid. Like, it's it's a risk that I don't have to take." And we were like, come on. Yeah, he's pretty much, you guys are baiting me. Like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, we were like, come on. Like, don't be a a little girl. Don't be a little wimp. Like, you could do it. Like, just punt the ball. Just, like, so he he punted it. He punted the ball. And Andrew returned the ball for a freaking touchdown. And (laughs) Paul Jang. Dead silent. He did not say a word. Like, he didn't say anything at all. He didn't, he wasn't like, what the fuck? Like, he didn't say anything. He just completely silent and left the chat and turn off his xbox <laughs> i feel like that's just peak peer pressure and he just he got he it caved. he came and he, he definitely learned his lot le- he works for microsoft now so i mean like he he turned out fine i guess like he you know he made out well for himself, but that game, I wonder if that game... He'd be working for Microsoft, but every night he goes to sleep, he's like, I, I should have taken a knee. I would have been the king of my high school if I took that knee. If I just didn't take... And then there was, like, guys like John Spink, he would get, like, a 7 nothing lead, and they would run the clock out. 
He would do run <laughs> clock. Yeah, I remember that. And it's like and he would talk so much shit about how like how good he was at Madden and everything. And be like, dude, I'm I'm amazing at Madden. And it's like, dude, you just have another lead. And you run the clock out. What the fuck? That's like the lamest thing you can possibly do. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like so proud of it. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, here we go. Like when he would win games, he win games like four. Like he was literally like he was Pete Carroll. Like if Pete Carroll played Madden, that was just <laughs> yeah, it's Pete Carroll's wet dream. <laughs> like what? What more can you do? But, like, I, I don't know. I'll, honestly, like, a lot of the guys that, like, bragged and shit, like, all the time and, like, said, like, how good they were at Madden, they weren't really that good. <laughs> like, they just did, like, cheeky little dumb stuff to, like, try and win. And Yeah, like, they found, like, like that one thing and they're just like, okay, yeah, yeah. We, we can make this work. I'm like, but the best, that's not how it works. The best players um, that I played from our high school in Madden was you and Steve DiMaria. And oh, dude, I remember you telling me about that. Steve absolutely, he absolutely fucking obliterated me. Like, I didn't get any points until like the very end of the game. I, I lost, like, I'll never, I never played him again because I played him once and I was like, dude, I'm never playing you again because that was not fun. Um, I lost 63 to eight. <laughs> <laughs> but when you got that eight, did you feel great? Oh, yeah, I got a touchdown. I went for two because I was like, I need to get more points. So I, I was like, Literally, I was trying to win. Like, I was still, like, trying the whole time. Like, I was trying really hard, but I only could muster up eight points. And I was just, like, it, I felt like I felt like I was the Houston Texans playing the Chiefs. Like, I was, like, dude, like, I can't do shit. Like, but I tried. I tried and tried. Literally nothing I can do here. <laughs> like, because, like, even, even when I play you, like, your, your offense is, like, absolutely unstoppable. But, like, I would be able to score some points on you, like, once in a while. Mm-hmm. But like, no, yeah, my defense is always the you guys always score a lot in the first half, and then by the second half, I figure out how to stop whatever it is that you are doing, and mm-hmm. then I stop it. But like by that time, you would have already scored like twenty eight points on me. That's like, I, I mean, it's it's insane. Like his his offense was good, his defense was good. It was just like, oh, what the fuck, man? And then, like there was some other dudes like like that would uh, Bob. Bob Winner, yeah, Bob Winner, that was his name. Like he would always like brag of like how good he was and beat him all the time. Like Billy Weaverling, like beat them all the time. Um, Scott Highland would like say how good he was. I scored, I scored a hundred points on Scott Highland, <laughs> and he had the audacity to be like, "Yeah, I'm pretty good, man." <laughs> he he was telling me how good he was at Madden. He was like, "I'm gonna beat you." I that was the only time I didn't even score. I never scored a hundred points on the fucking computer in Madden, but I scored a hundred points on him. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Before we wrap, tell the story of how you would be ruthless against your dad in Madden. Oh, yeah. That was um, because, you know, I was when you're little and you play with your dad or whatever, and, like, they, they always win. And then once I finally got better, right? So I remember vividly it was, like, Madden 04 or 05 or 06 or something like that. It was so This was, was like, ago. legit a core memory for you. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams was on the Dolphins, right? So this is – we're, we're going back here. Um, and I love Ricky Williams because me and him had the same last name. Um, I didn't know at the time Ricky Williams was like, you know, a big pothead. I just liked him because I was like, he, me and him. And then when the he got name. older, now you're like, oh man, he's even cooler than I <laughs> yes. thought. Yeah, pretty much. So, um, I was like, dude, like that's, I, I'm going to use the Dolphins. I'm going to use Ricky Williams. So I figured out how to beat him and I would st- just like ruthlessly like score like 50 60 points like i once i once i started winning i was not letting up because like i never won anything against him so i was like i'm winning all the time 
And once I got like really good, I would, I would play on, um, all Madden difficulty and I would let him play on rookie and I would still kick his ass. (laughs) (laughs) And you wouldn't give up. Like you would thrash him. It'd be like 63 to 14 and be like, all right, fuck it. I'm not playing with you anymore. (laughs) They're still going for it on like third or fourth down. If he was even ever gotten to that point, (laughs) there was, there was no, no letting up. Like I was like, you know, Bill Belichick when Bill Belichick would, put up 56 points and it'd be like i don't care if it's the fourth quarter your job is to stop me that was my mentality i'm like you if you can't stop me i'm scoring points like there's no way <laughs> and then after you took his mandate he's just like hey dad you want to play no son i don't no. want to play madden with you anymore <laughs> he was like no i'm done i'm done playing that game <laughs> <laughs> and then he went outside to hoop with you he's like but i could still destroy you in hoop yeah. oh, basketball <laughs> yep so like a little uh 11 12 whatever i was i broke his spirit that was it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a lot of fun but all right guys dance for sticking with us but the playoffs are ahead but darren i guess the last question really is uh are you excited for the slate of pdl games or uh are you not really that excited because i know you're Um, not in it but uh would like to get your neutral impression of uh your anticipation level I'll be honest, I'm more excited for the draft. <laughs> That's fair. Now, That's uh, fair. My season's over, and I'm going to be planning to uh, hopefully, you know, get a, a player that will help me score points <laughs> this next season. <laughs> yeah, I don't think anyone could blame me there. But all right, guys, thanks for sticking with it. Another season under wraps. But hey, the most fun part of the whole season is underway. So stick with us and let's head in for the playoffs. This one should be fun. So buckle in until next time, guys, take care. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.